I'm Molly Cooper and this is a Snapshot episode where we bring you inside scoops from the travel, design and creative spheres. It's the same creative spaces content now in Coffee Break Conversations. Today we're talking all about hospitality marketing with Isaac Twydell, the founder of Matinee Agency, who do marketing for high-end hospitality businesses. He's going to tell me all about the three C's of his sold-out system for hosting sell-out events. Isaac, it's such a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Welcome to Creative Spaces. <laughs> Molly, thank you so much for having me. Not at all. And it's looking very Christmassy behind you. I have to say that wreath and baubles behind your head. Yeah, well, it was a bit of a nightmare for my photo shoot today. There's no point having headshots with reefs and baubles in. Yeah, very seasonal. But hey, it's that time of the year. Embrace it. I will try. Yeah, we'll try. Well, before we get into sold out events, I want to hear a bit about you and your background and how you've ended up running sell out events. Well, uh, okay. Well, I suppose it depends how far you want to go back. Yeah. I guess it all started when I was at secondary school and we used to, there was, we'd have an end of year ball called Mm -hmm. the snowball creatively, of course. Yes, absolutely. Full circle moment. 10 years ago as well. No way. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, a century of doing this, I suppose. And the after party was called the aftermath. Mm -hmm. And somehow, actually, weirdly enough, the school almost endorsed it, which is great for us yeah, terrible from them it was yeah. it was a it was a shit show we'd all club together and everyone would chuck 20 quid in like the sort of the 370 yeah. probably about 417 year olds and mm-hmm. 18 year olds and then we would buy all this booze and we'd find a venue yeah. and then we'd book buses and it was like this crazy oh, crazy time yeah. and uh, i organized it badly May I say for anyone from the grammar school who's listening, it was badly organized, but it was organized. It happened. And um, just from there, really, I sort of, I guess, ignited my passion for event Mm. organizing. And I went to university and I did all sorts of unmentionable things. Um, However, one of the mentionables was organizing events. And that's where the events business started. That's really where my first business started. And that was called In the Mist, In the Mist Events. Ooh, and uh, we we had this model where we would, I would find, uh, so I, if you know about the dance music scene, like mm-hmm. different genres have different cultures yeah. and people are very passionate about a single genre. Mm-hmm. And I went out and I would find DJs that wanted to be yeah. brand managers. Okay. So they would help us recruit promoters. Mm -hmm. They would uh, help us with, I mean, they would really lead the brand development. And so we ended up throwing like five separate brand sort of events at university. And uh, yeah, it was really good fun. It's really hard to make money out of events. And I mean, just it's, it's a bit of a shocker not knowing how many people are going to turn up. It's so stressful. And, um, you know, eventually I decided to get out of it. My, my dentist said, you know, Isaac, would, would you like to do my marketing for me? And I'm going to yeah. pay you the same amount every single month. And I said, that sounds fucking brilliant. Yes. <laughs> yes, please. I would love that. And this was actually just coming off the back of like, essentially what we'd done is we'd had some success and just thought, mm. well, the thing to do is to just throw more events, bigger events. And yeah. we ended up oversaturating this very small market, mm-hmm. which was Loughborough Market Town. Um, 
And uh, essentially our promoters didn't know which event they were promoting. Our customers didn't know which one to go to. Yeah. Why would they go to one when they could go to another? Mm. And uh, we ended up going from like 500 ravers a week to none. And so when my dentist threw me that lifeline, I was like, yes. I'm, I'm going to get on that life raft and sail away. Yes, yeah. see you later. Uh, <laughs> so... On that basis, we started doing the marketing agency, which was really just organic social. Mm -hmm. And like, this was before TikTok and all the viral organic reach. And so we're like, okay, organic sucks. Let's do paid. And so we focused on paid. Then I lost the business partner. COVID happened. Mm -hmm. And then I set up again by myself, um, all by myself in 2021 doing the advertising and it uh, has been running ever since. And in the most recent times, I have become entirely focused on high-end hospitality. Okay, well, let's get into that then. So you now work with brands. Is it all hospitality or is it a real mixture? Yeah, so it's basically experiential. Mm -hmm. You know, it's still a startup agency, so we're quite Mm. broad. We're quite happy to take on most people. But, you know, the... The common theme is, uh, you know, experience, high end, and mm. actually specifically looking to target a younger demographic, ah. you know, a younger affluent demo, because mm-hmm. it's that 25 to 40 demo that everyone wants to access, but it's very hard to. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. So you help them tap into that through these amazing live events. And you've got this system, mm. which you now have, which helps you make sure they are all a resounding success that starts out in seconds. Yeah, well, that's what we want. I'd love to hear about that then, the yeah. three C's. The three C's to achieve the Glastonbury effect. The Glastonbury effect, yeah. oh, which launched, but yesterday, didn't it? Yeah, and sells out within minutes. And I completely forgot that it launched yesterday and I didn't buy a ticket, so no. that sucks. Ne- next year. I've been saying that for so long, Molly. <laughs> it's terrible, but um, we'll get there in the end. But yeah, the, uh, the three C's, the sold out system. This is a system that I developed personally because mm-hmm. I was seeing all these hospitality venues, whether they are clubs restaurants hotels venues Mm. events everything in between are experiencing the same problems Mm -hmm. and there needed to be a solid system that helped people tackle that and if you are listening at home right now if you Mm. are in the car in the gym sweating out and you're involved in hospitality you want to run your own event this is a surefire way for making sure that is a raving success Mm, specifically amongst the younger crowd you Mm -hmm. know the young affluent set yeah um and so what we have is something called the curate cultivate and catalyze model right so three core pillars Mm -hmm. actioned in that order starting with curate so curate's all about curating the right crowd getting the right crowd in Mm. We have the first section, which is creative overhaul. Okay. You need to be positioned correctly and your creative needs to communicate that position. And it also Mm -hmm. needs to impress people. You need to be high quality, creative, needs to stand out. And so when I talk about positioning, really I'm talking about how many other businesses are doing what you do. Mm. How do you present yourself to the customer? Because if you can show yourself to be serving a niche that no one else is serving. That's Mm -hmm. good positioning. If you can be shown to be doing something that no one else is doing, like a type of event, whatever, Mm -hmm. that's good position. If you could do both at once, that's great positioning. And the reason it's so important is that you really supercharge your metrics. If you Mm -hmm. offer something that is unique, 
then it has high click-through rates. So you yeah. get lots of traffic. If you offer something that's super beneficial, then you're going to get high conversion rate. Mm. This is what happens when you bring the two together. You serve a niche that no one else is serving mm-hmm. in a unique way. So moving on from that, that's sort of like the foundation. You then want to talk about traffic, Mm -hmm. like bringing traffic together. Now, there are loads of ways that you can drive loads and loads of traffic. The most accessible and the easiest to optimize and the easiest to do at scale Mm -hmm. that everyone can do is definitely influencers and paid media. Okay. And paid search, so mm-hmm. paid ads. Now, listen, you can do SEO, you can do PR, you can do organic, you can do in-house. We could stick a load of, you know, posters on the walls here mm-hmm. and that would work. But in terms of doing things at scale, quickly, accessibly, mm-hmm. influencers, amazing, mm-hmm. paid ads, incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so making sure, I mean, listen, if you have a website that's converting at a percentage and a number of visitors that turn up, sign up for the event, mm-hmm. if you just a hundred X the traffic going to that website, you're going to make more sales. So, and listen, it's, I know it's not that easy. I know you have to do it profitably and that takes a lot of time. Trust me. That's what I've been doing for the last five years. Mm -hmm. But that concept of just massively increasing traffic is so important. Mm -hmm. And then, so the last part of this curation pillar is 10 X funnels. But the easiest way to understand this, right? So a funnel, first and foremost, a funnel is the process that your customers take to go from eyes on a screen, clicks on an ad, to loyal customers, if not mm. advocates for your brand. That's what a funnel is. Whether it's, you know, it's the makeup of the ad and the website and the email and the, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. Everything that happens, the posters on the walls, the way that we talk to each other, that's yeah. a funnel. So imagine it like this. Um, if I'm in like a clapped out Fiat and you're in a Ferrari, Mm-hmm. And we raised. I'm glad you got the, the comparison the right way around there. Well, you know, I know how to read a room. <laughs> so we, you're in the fast car, I'm mm-hmm. in the slow car. And if we race, you're going to win. And it doesn't matter how much traffic I fill into the engine or petrol or diesel, whether it's rocket fuel or whether I spend a million pounds on advertising. The point is, is that the better vehicle is always mm-hmm. going to win. So 10X Funnels... It's all about making sure that your marketing engine is up to speed. Got it. Curation, creative, traffic, 10x funnels. 10x funnels. And so the other two pillars are also split into their three constituent parts. So cultivation, this is probably the most overlooked thing about hospitality and event marketing. Cultivation is taking about the customers that you acquired in curation. Mm -hmm. So that's acquisition and then retaining them. Yeah. That's retention. Mm -hmm. And so that's really important because it is, uh, you know, people throw out all sorts of metrics, but people like to say it's 35 times cheaper to retain a customer Mm. than to acquire one, which is, you know, it's broadly Mm. true. Mm. If you're constantly having to acquire 500 new people every time you put on a 500 person event, it's going to be really fucking expensive. Mm -hmm. So cultivation, first of that three part series in cultivation is grow your hub. Mm -hmm. The funny thing is about hubs and stuff is that, you know, hospitality businesses are amazing at this in real life. It is simply community development. Mm. Hospitality, we're sat in a private members club now. They're so good at building communities offline and they are really shit at doing it online. Interesting. The things with growing hubs is that there are many ways that we can do this online and we've been doing them as sort of Gen Z's, let's call ourselves Gen Z's, Mm -hmm. Uh, group chats. Um, we could have a branded app that only Ah. our customers are able to go onto. Mm -hmm. 
We could have forums. Mm -hmm. We could have private Facebook groups. Um, there's many, many options, but the point is, is finding a community space that we can all converge to online to share mm. thoughts, feelings, ideas, events that are happening. Yeah. People are not doing this with kind of the best that we get with it. And the moment is hospitality is like a Instagram page. Mm. And that, you know, that's, to me, that's more of a bulletin board yeah. than necessarily a community space. Mm -hmm. So... Cultivation is split into three parts, which is growing your hub, direct mastery, and ROI. Direct mastery is probably the most familiar sort of method we have for retaining customers. It is okay. simply communicating directly with customers, capturing their information to be sending them emails, mm -hmm. messages, chatbots, phone calls, mm. mail, smoke signals, carrier pigeon, whatever you like telepath yeah. telepathic mm -hmm. sort of in the stars all of the above and more to yeah. basically tell them about your amazing offers mm. that are on board got it you know this is sort of the the conduit to which we communicate the rewards offers and incentives mm -hmm. we don't need to overcomplicate direct mastery but it's just that concept of like are you doing it? Yeah. Like, are you communicating with your customers regularly? Are yeah. they hearing about the amazing events, offers? Are they getting, hearing about like, hey, it's your last opportunity to buy the ticket mm. at this price or at all? Yeah. These things, that you know, they're not just as simple as clicking your fingers and they're done. So yeah. I do in them. I don't to a good standard. Is it pre-planned? Is it done to a, you know, in a way that is getting you a good return on investment? I think one issue with that is that, and I'm exactly the same. I'm always like, oh God, I've posted this like three times and I feel like I'm spamming everyone's feed and like mm. everyone hates me because I'm just like, blah, 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 the same thing every single day. Whereas actually it's like, you need seven different touch points, the same message for it to even like hit home, don't you? Yeah. And no one is seeing every post. No one is. And if they do see it, it's, it's popping past in a scroll. Yeah, yeah. So you need way more touch points than you think. And you need to like get out of your head that people aren't there being like, she's just posted that same message the third time in a trot, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I I, I feel that that resonates with me. No, you absolutely do need those extra touch points. Um, you know, the reality is, is our, uh, our so it's concentration, our attention span is so oversaturated and commoditized that if you're not hammering it home across the whole funnel, then you are, uh, you're going to have a real hard time getting through, mm -hmm. uh, cutting through the noise. And I, I'm so ADHD. So I'm the perfect example of someone that needs to be told something a hundred times. Yeah. So, you know, if I get it in an email, in a WhatsApp group, on the social media page and maybe hit with an ad, then maybe I'll remember it. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. And also people aren't thinking all those horrible thoughts about you. You're projecting God, now. Yeah, I need to get out of my head. You need to talk to your therapist about that. Cause I don't want to hear it. It's not of interest to me. I charge extra for therapy. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so that really leads us on to ROI. So mm -hmm. rewards, offers and incentives, um, it's again, pretty explanatory, mm -hmm. but it's about rewarding behaviors that you uh, understand to be beneficial to mm -hmm. your marketing outcomes. So it could be, um, you know, how long has somebody been a part of the group? It's like, have they got the two year anniversary mm -hmm. coming up? Are they posting regularly? Are they engaging with other community members regularly? That sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Again, just an offer, just to reward them for being a customer, yeah. uh, just to tell them that they've got an event coming up and they're getting first dibs on tickets. Yeah. You know, those rewards, offers and incentives build loyalty like you wouldn't mm -hmm. imagine. Now, what it isn't for is 
referrals and advocacy because that's got its own special little thing. Okay, we haven't yeah. got that quite yet. But we're just about to. That's okay. the beauty of the God, circle. What a segue. <laughs> so segue, uh, we go from cultivation into catalyzation. So again, pause. Let's think about what we've done here. We've done curation to make sure that we're acquiring customers that we love. Mm-hmm. We've then gone on to cultivation to make sure that we're keeping those customers forever. Mm. So how do we go from that to an absolute sales frenzy, to being mm. like the place in town to be, mm. to blowing up and getting more customers than you could possibly ever deal to with? becoming Glasto. Exactly. And I've got it worked out. Okay. Everyone's been trying for ages. Michael Evis, it took him 50 years Isaac's got it in a single pillar on his sold out system. <laughs> catalyze. Yes. It's, you just got to catalyze, baby. We've got raving ambassadors. Mm. We've got own the narrative. And then we've only got longevity. So let's start with longevity because it's the least impactful. And it's okay. usually what I bring to the table for clients. But if you're listening in at home, in the car, in the bath, at the gym, mm-hmm. you should be considering longevity because longevity is this concept about how am I going to make sure that I can be really fucking good at marketing mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. Let's look at it this way. Marketing develops in super short cycles, yeah. specifically digital marketing because it's mm. digital. The digital world evolves at such a fast pace that if you are not updating your systems and processes and knowledge base every three months, you are getting you are getting left behind. Mm-hmm. You're getting your lunch eaten by competitors. Now, mm. the good news is that Everybody, the market average, the industry Mm -hmm. average is always below the cutting edge. So if you start saying to yourself, I am not going to update our practices once a year, like we're currently doing, Mm -hmm. which is shit, by the way, because then you've got, you know, a short space of time to rapidly get caught up with everybody else. It's costly. It's ineffective. It's Mm -hmm. confusing. It takes loads of resources. It's Mm -hmm. unrealistic. If you instead go once every three months, we are going to engage with, let's say, matinee agency service that we provide to help people stay at the top of their game. Fantastic. Or we're going to go onto Udemy and find a load of courses Mm -hmm. and make sure that our staff and our marketing managers are up to date. There's loads Mm -hmm. of educational options. Yeah. Education. But the next two are the most important. So we'll go to, let's start with owning the narrative. Mm -hmm. So owning the narrative is it can be a little bit of a catch-all for everything Mm -hmm. that just doesn't get covered in the system otherwise. But really, I think the most interesting part of it is this sort of slightly more guerrilla tactic to Mm. owning how people talk about your brand and your event when you're not there. Okay. The word of mouth effect. And really, we can do this through a few different methods. We've got some very old methods like PR. You know, it's, it's a PR Pia. Pia, darling. We basically do a load of PR and everybody starts saying the things that we want them to say about us. You can do it through influencers. You can do it through all the traditional routes. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, the other one would be something like uh, something a little bit more covert, like uh, meme culture. Mm. You know, you get a lot of, uh, I don't know if you've seen Signet Ring Co. No. Or Signet Ring Social. It's basically um, a Instagram page for yuppies who like to talk about just rich kid things. And so uh, places like Goodwood and Ascot and stuff Mm. get posted on there all the time. Mm -hmm. The way that Signet Ring Social is talking about your brand is actually how the younger generation is talking about Mm. your brand. Imagine if you did a paid for post with Signet Ring Social. You're like, here's the narrative we're trying to push. You let them do their thing. They're a little bit naughty. They like to do these like Ascot starter packs Mm. that 
have various items in there. I can leave you yeah. up to you to, yeah. you know, connect the dots of what might be then in there. But there's always things like, you know, the uh, fascinators mm-hmm. and the uh, Land Rovers and so on and yeah. so forth, Moe bottles. Uh, or if you want to get really into it, you could create your own unaffiliated, unaffiliated, unofficial meme page mm. that is a bit edgy. It is a bit racy, but you're owning it. So like if Ascot created their own Ascot meme page, but like pretended it was unaffiliated, they can at that point actually push the narrative. And is this a thing? Yeah, of course. Wow. It's very guerrilla, uh, guerrilla tactic. Um, but uh, yeah, people engaging in the the meme. The problem is, is most m- big legacy brands do memes really badly. That's thing, isn't really it? cringe. Yeah. But it's because they don't feel permission to do it how it needs to be mm. done. As much as I don't like Ryanair and Duolingo's TikTok because it's just so fucking lame. Uh, it works a charm. Yeah. It really works. But you would never see Ascot doing that. Mm, but they should. It. Yeah. And that's how they could. Owning the narrative. The last thing that I want to talk about just really quickly is scarcity. Mm. Because scarcity is really important in hospitality marketing and, uh, and, and, and you know, even more so in event marketing. Mm. It's, again, a bit of a guerrilla tactic. It's a psychological warfare, you know, yeah. psyops. And uh, really what we want to talk about is what I call the scarcity mix. The scarcity mix is... Unique experience, limited availability, exclusive access, ticket tiers, and high demand. Mm-hmm. So those are the five different areas of exclu- of scarcity and exclusivity. And how we can timeline those out is very simple. You know, basically we look at, let's say we've got four weeks to launch. Mm-hmm. So we've, uh, or four weeks till the event. So we've got launch on week one. We want to talk about the limited availability of the tickets. We want to talk about how unique the experience is. You can't get this anywhere else. We then want to start talking about like exclusive access. Mm-hmm. You know, here you get new, you get first dibs on these tickets different ticket tiers, you know, you've time to get these new tickets or else you're going to run out. So that's week two is like the engage phase. Mm-hmm. We want to talk about how high in demand these things are. Yeah. Then we can look at week three, which is urgency, building that urgency, talk about the time sensitivity, ticket mm-hmm. tiers are starting to disappear. We've got the progress update on those ticket tiers. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the week four, which is the final push. And we say, this is your last chance. We can start doing countdowns and we want to do the final availability update. And of course, by event day, if not a little bit before event day, you really want to be able to say that the tickets are completely sold out. Interesting. So that's owning the narrative. Mm-hmm. The last piece of the puzzle, raving fans, mm-hmm. raving ambassadors. Yeah. How do you get people um, creating buzz around your basically we spoke about acquisition in curation Mm. how do we get our customers to do our acquisition for us and it's as simple as creating Mm -hmm. um referral programs yeah ambassador programs incentivizing that by giving them rewards and stuff creating shareable content that Mm. people want to share competitions or just like i feel proud to share this and um Uh, When it comes to advocacy, I have sort of an advocacy mix. Uh, And for the advocacy mix, we talk about shareable content, referral referral programs, advocacy content, Mm -hmm. and recruiting superstars. So like, let's say I'm an amazing fan of Homegrown Club, which is where we are today, Mm -hmm. who have very kindly let us uh, record today. Shout out Marcus and Jessica. Um, 
they, uh, let's say they see me as a super fan, even though I'm not an influencer, mm-hmm. they should recruit me to essentially become an influencer mm-hmm. for them. So it's about having these different touch points of advocacy that yeah. can really allow your customers to do your customer acquisition mm-hmm. for you. So that's the last piece. Boom. That's Mic nice. drop moment. I feel like we've done a lot of content. I feel yeah. like we've covered a lot of milestones in yeah. this chat. Yeah. Um, wow. I feel like I need to host an event straight away. Yeah, well, you Put should. It all into practice. I'm sure it would be sold out within days. Well, now I know the nine rings. It bloody <laughs> well should be. <laughs> Lord of the rings over here. I guess just as a, a sort of finishing note, if someone's listening to this, maybe they're marketing manager, maybe they're planning an event, and they're like, oh, this really resonates. I want to do this. What's one really easy way for them to get started, whether that's a resource or a tip or an action, what would you say they should start with? Yeah, absolutely. So specifically within the, within those three things, within the three pillars of the Mm -hmm. sold out system, I would encourage people to really focus in on their positioning Mm -hmm. and think about your funnel as well. Mm -hmm. Make sure that there aren't any bottlenecks in your funnel um, if you're driving a Ferrari, it's going to be so much easier for you to uh, get enormous amounts mm-hmm. of sales. I love it. Well, I'll to finish on. Yeah. We do, of course, have a closing tradition. I've okay. got some quick fire questions for you. Okay, here we go. Let's give them a whirl. Yeah, sure. What is your favourite annual event? Favourite? Oh, Royal Ascot. Really? Yeah, it has to be, yeah. I feel like you've been hating on Ascot all this chat. No, 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 I haven't been hating on Ascot. No, cut that. That isn't, (laughs) it'll cut the bits where I have been. Royal Ascot's one of uh, the cigar events and uh, it's, uh, you know what? I love all of the cigar events. So Royal, uh, uh, Henry Royal Regatta, Mm -hmm. uh, Polo in the Park, Mm. all fantastic, fantastic events. But Royal Ascot takes the cake. Okay. And if you could have a VIP ticket or backstage pass to any event, what would it be? Oh, Jesus. Um, what, coming up or in the past? Ever. Ever. Now we're talking. Um, okay, I'm just going to have to be quicker on this, aren't I? I would, probably like one of the Formula One things, oh, you know. Yeah, There's all, you know, in the paddock. If I get a paddock pass. That, yeah. But actually, no, VIP, probably the Queen's coronation back in like, oh. what, oh, what was it, 1954, maybe? Wow, amazing. Was that correct? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to fact check you. Yeah, great shout. Wasn't expecting that. VIP backstage pass where I can see literally yeah. anything. Yeah, of course. See the holy anointing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, do I get to like, you know, chop a few pints with her afterwards? Yeah, I reckon so. Definitely. And you're off. Yeah. Maybe squeeze out Philip before. Was he in the picture by then? Oh, yeah, he definitely was. Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. Okay, and on the flip side, what's the worst event you've ever been to? Oh, well, that's really easy to answer because it's uh, the event that I hosted. <laughs> That nobody turned up to. Oh. So I've been through the uh, the trenches. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, just again, stupid mistakes, oversaturating market, mm. putting it on at the worst time possible, not doing any marketing. But yeah, no, that's, uh, but also I fucking hate beer keller in Nottingham. It's Fair so, enough. you know, when everyone stands on the benches, yeah. it's like organized fun. It's like, yeah. right, everyone, now's the time we stand on the bench. Hate it with a passion. I'm like, like, Okay. This is fucking lame. Gosh, we touched enough there. Don't like beer colour. Okay, really? don't like beer colour. Maybe right. if we were in Germany and it was authentic, yeah. but when we're in knots and everyone's like, I mean, yeah, you can imagine. <laughs> it's 
Yeah, everyone's in their their trap style hood rich jackets mm. and uh, we're stood and uh, like fucking dancing to okay, Cotton Eye so Joe. Give Kelly Nottingham a bit of a wine. Well, I miss them all. I'm sure there's more than just Nottingham. I just, I'm not into it. It's very NPC activity if you ask me, but. <laughs> okay. What are three things that all good events need then in that case? Oh, well, obviously curation, catalyzation and cultivation. <laughs> No, three, or they need an incredible crowd. Mm-hmm. They do need an incredible crowd. Yeah. And um, it obviously depends on the event, but like, let's say we're talking about a music event. It's all mm-hmm. about having an incredible DJ mm-hmm. and proper lineup management. Because I went to a warehouse project the other day and it was clearly the lineup was um, curated based on people taking lots mm-hmm. of drugs because it was yeah. just really hard drum and bass from the minute you walked in to the minute you walked Mm. out that's eight hours and there's no progression to the lineup Mm. so uh an incredible crowd um if it's music you need a proper curation Mm -hmm. of the uh of the lineup and you know pacing of it and uh a third thing is cracking venue yeah okay speaking of Mm. the ultimate venue you could host an event anywhere where would you host it Mm. oh gosh the moon. God, there's always someone, isn't there? I'd be the first one to put a rave on in the, on the moon. Obviously. Brilliant. Yeah, great. I can't get the moon on the podcast, Isaac. Oh, oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, Beaver Castle. That would be a phenomenal oh. venue. Local to me and uh, ran by the incredible Manners family, uh, Violet of which is mm-hmm. a really vocal um advocate for the uh, the natural world uh, for you know heritage within britain she's mm-hmm. doing a lot of incredible work there um recently ran for national trust committee and she is the founder of heritage x so in terms of um people to work with violet mm. is an incredible person to work with and the castle is phenomenal and it's only half an hour from me so fuck it beaver castle so convenient yes I'm beaver castle Okay, last question then. Yes. Your ultimate event, who are three people can be from all time who are on the guest list? Sure. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> Paul McCartney, Freddie Mercury, and Bob Marley. Wow. Sounds like a party. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't walk out alive, would you? No, probably not. So stats aren't any good, are they? No. <laughs> Well, Isaac, thank you so much for coming on Creative Spaces and sharing all your rings. It's been such a pleasure. I can't wait to put the free season to action. Again, the pleasure's been all mine. Thank you so much for having me, Ollie. Thank you for listening to this Snapshot Conversation. For more Curated Spaces content, head to our website, Instagram, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.